so, so we have some, um, I think, unique in the world data in the state of supply chain sustainability survey that adds context or color to, to this question of what happens to sustainability interest in crisis. And I think the results will surprise you, but it's a little bit um, detailed. So for the last four years, luckily, <laughs> we've had no shortage of global crises. So every year we ask, how has sort of the crisis du jour impacted your firm's commitment to supply chain sustainability? The first two years we did COVID-19, I'm sorry, the first year we didn't have a crisis. Years two and three, we did COVID-19. And last year we did Russia's invasion of Ukraine, as well as projections of recession ahead. And so, you know, we asked, how has Russia's inv invasion of Ukraine affected your firm's commitment to supply chain sustainability, um, increased or not, or affected or not, and then increased or decreased? How have projections of recession impacted your firm's commitment to supply chain sustainability, impact or no impact if it impacted up or down? So the first year we saw it, I thought it was wrong. Lots of people said it didn't matter. The people that said it mattered, it was an 80% said we actually increased our commitment. 20% said decreased our commitment to supply chain. And so that would have been, let's say, 2019? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, and I'll, I'll say this. 2019 was a, a great market for manufacturers and shippers. Plenty of capacity. Rate Freight rates were low. Okay. Uh, an ideal market for a shipper or manufacturer at that moment. So but what were those results? 80% said they increased? Uh, 80 amongst those who said it had an impact, 80% said it increased. But here's the thing about um, your interpretation. We asked again the next year and got the same thing. We got almost exactly 80-20 again. So if the question is, what did the COVID-19 crisis do to firms' commitment to supply chain sustainability? Our survey respondents, amongst the ones who said it had an impact, 80-20, 80% said it increased. First, I thought that can't be right. I thought people would say, you know, don't ask me about that right now. I'm just trying to keep my shirt on my back, keep my supply chain running. Right. When we dug into it, what we found through executive interviews was people said, no, you know, really what happened is, and some of this I think speaks to the context you gave. If I'm in supply chain logistics, Basically, my management now said, hey, fix our supply chain. Now you have more time and budget to do it. Yep. And when I redesigned it, I redesigned it with sustainability in mind. So I made decisions this time um, when I redesigned it that weren't made years ago, last time we went through this exercise, because now I had new time and budget and attention to supply chain crises that we didn't have before because the supply network was broken and it was my job to rebuild it. Interestingly, so we saw that twice in a row and in social science, like this project, you almost never get to repeat experiments. So that was really validating of the first finding. And was we supposed to socialize that idea, a lot of people said, yeah, that tracks. You know, we, we did get new, new opportunity to redesign and the team that redesigned it this time did it more with sustainability in mind. When we asked how did Russia's invasion of Ukraine impact your firm's commitment to supply chain sustainability? Lots of people said it didn't matter. But the people that said it did matter, these are particularly our European respondents, 
mm-hmm. not 80-20, but I want to say 70-30 or 60-40. I'd invite your readers to look at the report to get the exact number. Again, increased. So we started to look around and say, why? What's going on? And you know, some of it was we have been very serious about conserving energy in anticipation of a shutoff of hydrocarbons from Russia. More serious about it this year than we've ever been before. Uh, also, we had an opportunity to redesign our supply lines to comply with sanctions against Russia or just uh, firm decisions to avoid trade with Russia. The supply line, similar to in COVID-19, was abruptly broken. We were given time and budget to redesign it. And when we did that, we did that with sustainability more in mind. Now, where the story turns is when we asked, how have projections of economic recession impacted your firm's commitment to supply chain sustainability? The opposite is true. Of the people who said it impacted it, more said it reduced our interest in sustainability or reduced our commitment to sustainability. I forget the percentages now, but it was more people said, yes, that actually reduced our commitment than increased. Yeah, so the, you're the, fighting for profitability and and now you got to make the hard choices. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. When the, the, when the coffer's full, we can dole out a little bit more for that, right? And then when the coffer, well... Now, wait a minute. But, but there's a there's a wrinkle in there that, that I want to make sure we get to, though, is that so you're right. And I, I think that that's so the conclusion we drew, I guess, and the, the, the color I want to throw on it for your audience is when the supply chain is broken, as it was broken by COVID and right. as for our European respondents, it was broken by the aftermath of Russia's invasion. Sustainability actually flourishes when this when when the the inbound supply network needs to be redesigned. If I were a betting man, I would bet on sustainability growing amongst those firms in that context. But when the downstream network is starved, when you're trying to keep sales and keep right. margins, that's when I would expect it to retreat. It's a, it's a good point. I think, you know, when you talk about European companies, when, when the invasion of Ukraine happened and, you know, the they were starting to be concerned that they were going to be shut off or they are going to be shut off. Then the investment comes to fix it, right? That's when the revenue spent, throw the budget out the window. We got to get this done and make sure it's sustainable. Well, in the stories were not even um, always that. It was, I mean, a, like a simple one that comes to mind is just starting to ask the questions like, why are we lighting the factory? Or in this case, it was a public square in Germany. I'm thinking of like, why are we lighting that up at night? Like, why are we burning all of this energy unnecessarily at a time when we should be conserving it? So some of it is big budget, but I think other parts of it were just, no, we need to get really ruthless and rational about our energy expenditure in a way that um, advances sustainability goals also. Yeah, I was told they increased by uh, firing up the coal plants. That also happened. I I saw those (laughs) articles too. That's That's not really a sustainability play but it's survival from a sustainability perspective right i mean if you say hey i let you know we're going to go ahead and work on sustainability well i know i can get the coal plant up and going in six months or three weeks or whatever it is Uh, it's not my first choice from an environmental perspective but at the end of the day that's going to keep us from freezing and keep everybody warm we all know those decisions have to be made at times 
So when you go when you go into recession, right? We're in recession here in the United States. Most people don't believe it or don't see it, but I, I mean, I I think that in reality our, we're in recession, and I think it's a post-COVID, you know, more pragmatic reality that that you know what we what we did economically is going to take a while to dig out from under, right? So you know. What is going to be the interest in sustainability? Well, as long as you, you know, as long as you understand that there's there's this much in the budget to work with, you know, we've got to take care of everybody and we got to make sure, you know, we take care of our shareholders and the, the stakeholders and the people that are going to, you know, make the decisions and we have to answer to. That becomes first and foremost. But to your point, if there's a concern of of failure or a breakdown or the the loom the looming threat of not being able to sustain something, then it gets attention and becomes a, a priority. Yeah, I th- I think that's fair. I mean, I think the the only wrinkle I would put in the I think there's sort of different scopes of you know firms reducing their energy consumption. I think is a different field of ball than governments turning on coal power plants. And I don't think the existence of one negates the impact of the other. Right. So, so what we heard from firms, I think was um, a legitimate redoubled commitment to energy conservation in the face of, of crisis. Okay. That some European governments turned on coal plants. That's true. And that was a controversial choice, but I don't think it, it, takes away from the observation of the phenomenon that we really didn't expect that when supply lines are are broken sustainability appears over several years of observation now to flourish i would agree with that i think it's a focal point right i mean you you know if you do if you do the same thing over and over again expecting a different outcome that's the clinical definition of insanity right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) okay so why don't we put a little more to it this time right yeah, yeah, and and we didn't know that. I mean, I really thought going in, asking people about sustainability when not only was their business life thrown upside down by you know COVID era shutdowns, particularly if you were um, importing things out of parts of the world with very strict policies, uh, I I kind of thought one people might not fill out our survey. And two, they would say, get off my back right now. Yeah. But I'm a little busy right now. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would love to continue to, to keep yeah, this chopping this stuff up. Um, it's great. I enjoy it. And I appreciate you for coming on and, and having these <laughs> deep looks at stuff. You know, I mean, it, it's fun. You know, it's an outside perspective. No, oh, thank you so much. And thanks for such a fun conversation right. and for being interested in this stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we appreciate the time. If you see Chris over there, tell him thank you for sharing you with us. Hey, will do. All right. And uh, for all of the listeners out there, um, David Carell, uh, MIT, uh, different perspective. Hopefully uh, you understand and uh, and think you're a deep thinker. I enjoy having you on. Hey, that was a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. Thanks for watching. Stay in your lane.